right. Cool. Welcome, everybody. My name is Milo Ostergo. I'm a product manager for the Alexa uh, for Business service. I'm super excited to talk about this new service with you guys today. Um, I think everybody has seen the keynote this morning uh, where, we, where Werner introduced Alexa for Business. Um, but just a, a, a short recap. Um, today, people spend a, too much time on tedious tasks at work, okay, like managing their calendars, um, dialing to meetings, searching for information. And we started building Alexa for Business to solve these problems <coughs> and basically make Alexa the virtual assistant for the workplace. Alexa can help people stay organized, focus on the, the things that matter the most to them, whether they are at home or in the office. Alexa can also help transform conference rooms and let have meeting attendees use voice to control their existing equipment, start a meeting using their voice. So that's what we're going to talk today about, how we can bring Alexa into your conference rooms. Um, a very important piece of the Alexa for Business service is the deployment and management of the Alexa devices. So that's, that's the core piece of Alexa for Business. How can you deploy and manage these devices throughout your workplace? Before we dive in, let's take a step back. So in 2014, we launched the Amazon Echo and the Alexa service. And since then, Alexa really transformed how people interact with their, with their home. Our customers love that they can control the lights, the blinds, uh, the temperature, just using their voice. Uh, personally, I have two small kids, and for us it's always a mystery where the remote control of the TV is. Right? So when it's dinner time, or the kids have to go to bed, it's just Alexa, turn off the TV, and we don't spend first searching for the remote, and they know what time it is. When you look at conference rooms, they're way more complex. Have, customers have diverse deployments, different type of uh, manufacturers, different type of equipment. In some rooms, people interact with the system using a remote control. In other rooms, with touch panel. Um, that's only the equipment. If people want to do a video call, they use WebEx. If they need to do an audio-only call, they use Skype for Business or something else. So we put a lot of burden on our users to understand how to interact with these systems, know what to use, etc. All of this often resulting in that meetings typically start minutes too late, and that can an enterprise easily lose millions of dollars in, in annual productivity. So we started Alex started building Alexa for Business with that use case in mind. And we see really voice, uh, using voice as the natural, natural interface to interact with, the, um, with these systems as a solution to solve these problems. When we started the project, we really had the vision in mind where I want to walk into any conference room and basically say, Alexa, start my meeting. And Alexa would know it's Milo, we are in this specific room. This room has this type of equipment. This meeting is supposed to happen here. And when I give that single command, it will turn on the display, 
connect the system in the room to the right meeting, and we're done. Now we have an Alexa in that room to do these type of things. Think about all the other opportunities where Alexa can help in your meeting or in your meeting room. Has she, Alexa can become your always present and available assistant in your meeting with, the, with access to the data hey, you want to have available in your meeting room. I think everybody here in the room can easily come up with 10 examples how Alexa can help in, in your conference rooms. So during this session, I want to talk about a few specific examples that you can start using today with Alexa for Business. And the first one is you can now deploy an Echo device or an Echo Plus into your meeting rooms and basically start using it to dial into your meetings. You can connect Alexa for Business to your corporate calendar system, whether it's in Microsoft Exchange, in Office 365, or in Google G, uh, G Suite calendar. And Alexa, when you say, Alexa, start my meeting, Alexa, join my meeting, she will look in your calendar what meeting is scheduled there and automatically dial in through the Echo device. If there's no meeting found on the calendar, it will prompt you for the meeting ID and optional PIN, and once you speak those out, she will dial in to the meeting provider you're using, uh, whether it's WebEx, Skype for Business, Amazon Chime, etc. Many of us, however, have already existing equipment in their conference rooms. You can also use Alexa to get the most out of these existing inv uh, investments and use Alexa basically as an, a controller for these systems. Works in the same way. I say, Alexa, join my meeting. And rather than joining the meeting through the Echo device, it knows what the system is in the room and hand off the command to the third party, the skill, the Alexa skill that the third party vendor has built, and that skill will um, control the, the, the video conferencing unit in, in that room. It works the same way. If there's a meeting scheduled on the calendar, it will automatically join. If there's no meeting on the calendar, it will prompt you for a meeting ID and PIN. So this integration is available today for the most popular conferencing systems out there, including Cisco Telepresence, Polycom Group Series, Zoom Rooms, Ring Central Meeting Rooms, and the Crestron uh, Control System. To talk more about one of these integrations, I would like to invite on stage Greg Pelton, CTO of Polycom, to talk more about the integration they have made. Thank you, Greg. Great. Ways forward here. Great. Thanks, Milo. So I'm, I'm Greg Pelton, CTO for Polycom. Uh, we've spent a fair bit of time working with uh, the Alexa team, and it's, it's been really exciting. This is the first time we've been to this show, and it, it's been a, a great event so far. Um, I'd like to show you a little bit about what we've done together and, and some of the potential. Polycom, hopefully everyone knows who we are. Most of you have our, our products in, in your meeting rooms. We build a bunch of great audio, video, and content sharing tools. Um, and uh, we actually had the honor of, coincidentally, today our CEO is in Washington. Uh, our original SoundPoint conference phone was just inducted into the Smithsonian, uh, which was, you know, came to market about 27 years ago. Uh, so 
we have, the way we sort of guide our, our work, we build all these great products, but we have this vision, the kind of this North Star that we call Workplace of the Future. And um, there's three elements to that. One is that when you work, when you collaborate, you should be able to do that wherever you are, in any kind of space. And that means whether you're in your office or in your home, in your hotel room this morning, uh, which you probably all were working in your hotel room like me, or even in a, you know, a coffee shop, an airport, or whatever. So you should be able to effectively do your job and collaborate no matter what space you're in. Um, at the same time, collaboration is not this separate task. You don't go off, and you shouldn't go off into a separate room and collaborate and then go back to doing your job. Collaboration should be deeply integrated into the workflows that you use in your department for your specific part of the business or across your enterprise for something like HR or sales. So we believe you, need, you have need the deep kind of integration and, and for the collaboration experience to be seamless. And then the experience is really the key, the key and most important part. It has to be easy, it has to be simple. Uh, we believe that the best user interface is no user interface. And so the, the technology should fade into the background and all you should see is the interactions and the collaboration with, with your peers and your coworkers. Um, so with that in mind, uh, if you look at the different kinds of workspaces that we all you know, find ourselves in when we're working with others that, aren't, you know, that are remote, there are a bunch of different sizes and you put different technologies in these rooms. So I've got three examples here. In a small room, you know, the it might be a few people, the technology is sitting on the table in front of you and you're using your hand, you're pushing buttons and, and you're interacting with it that way. When you have a, a bigger room, you know, maybe eight people or so, then the, the technology is at a bit of a distance, near away from it, and, and maybe you're using a remote control to, to control the session to start and stop. And then finally, it, in bigger rooms, you've got more complex environments, multiple screens and lots of gadgets and projectors, and maybe there's a touch control panel sitting in the, in the middle of the table that you're using to interact with this technology. So that's great. I mean, the, we've scaled the technology, we've scaled the tools to the spaces, but for users, it's very difficult. If you're doing this every day, okay, you can learn it and you can, and you can get well experienced. But if you're not, if you don't always go into that big room and you do it once a month, people are a little intimidated by that display panel. Or if you, if you never use a remote other than the one in front of your TV, people don't know what to do exactly with the, with the remote. And we spend a lot of effort trying to remove barriers. So we have this, this feature, very similar to what Milo was talking about, called One Touch Dial where when you come in the, in the room, your meeting is up there on the display and you can press one button to start it. And even that, I'll tell you, if you go up to the C-level suite in, in your company, it's the, it's the administrative assistant that comes in and presses that one button, because even then, people are still afraid of, of interacting with the technology. So the, there's a bunch of elements of friction associated with starting meetings and collaborating, and we, we're always on the outlook for what kind of technologies will allow us to lower those barriers and remove that friction. So we looked at, um, we looked at speech recognition and speech user interfaces as the next step. Everyone knows how to interact by speaking. We do it all the time. Our meetings are all about talking to other people. And Amazon and Alexa have done this great job of both making that experience robust, making it scalable, making it very, um, very uh, able to be extensible and add new capabilities. And as users, as enterprise users, we're all consumers too. And we all have this technology in our homes and we're being trained to use it, trained to interact with it. So all of us know how to talk to Alexa. You know, in some cases, easier than our, our children. So we felt that the, the time had kind of been right to, to really deeply explore these kinds of integrations of speech user interfaces with collaboration technology. This is what we've put together. Um, it, it's, uh, we've been working on this and architecting it for a while. But we have, we have an echo or a dot device in the meeting room. We have our video collaboration technology in the meeting room. 
the, the echo or the dot is connected into the Alexa service. Our, our video system is connected into the Polycom cloud. Uh, so we, we, have a, we have a relationship there. Then the two clouds are peered. So the Polycom cloud talks to, to the Alexa cloud and has a secure registration and authentication process to bind the two together. So we'll, we'll, we'll try it out. Now we'll see what happens when we say start my meeting. And let's all pray that the demo gods are kind. We are in, a, you know, 50,000 of our friends. Everyone's got wireless turned on. Everyone's accessing the internet. So hopefully, I think this might be one of the few live demos you actually see. Let's see if we can switch this thing over and give it a try. Okay. That part worked. Turn this on. Alexa, start my meeting. Do you want to join the meeting organized by Cody Schnacker? Yes. Okay, joining your meeting. All right. And there we have our remote friends participating from Seattle. Give them a wave. Can they see you? Hey. Alexa, stop my meeting. Do you want to join the meeting organized by Cody Schnacker? Damn. No. Alexa, hang up. What is... is okay. Oh, Got to train the user, I guess. Um, anyway, so th that's it. That's the demonstration. We, we think we're, we're just scratching the surface in terms of these kinds of interactions with technology. And, uh, and we're hoping, we're experimenting with a number of customers right now, some very large customers who have the same problems. They want their users to more easily interact with the technology, more easily be able to collaborate and work at distance. So um, this will be coming to production soon. Right now, we're, we're in these, these deep technology trials with a few key partners. Thanks very much. Right, thanks, Greg. Yeah, we're very excited about having Polycom as one of the partners built this integration. Um, so we just talked about how Alexa can start your meeting from an Echo device or control the existing equipment in the room. The Alexa skills store today provide thousands of skills already. Some of them you can also apply already in your meeting rooms. There are skills out there to control lights, blinds, temperature, etc. So you can start using today. There are also some other skills specifically for the meeting room space. Uh, I want to talk to uh, um, uh, about one of, one of them, uh, and that's a skill made by our partner, Team. So Team is a company that have these, uh, these tablets outside of meeting rooms that show the availability of the room, and uh, when you're having your meeting, you check into the room or you see uh, if it's available and you, you can schedule it. Uh, and they made, made the skill and basically uh, voice enabled a lot of the, the interactions they have uh, in, in, their, in their application. So rather than using the screen uh, um, to, to book the room or to check into the room, you just walk into the room uh, and say, Alexa, ask him to check in. When your meeting is running over, um, you don't want to walk first outside, see if the room is still available or if, 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 if the next group is coming in so shortly. Uh, you just ask Alexa, uh, Alexa, ask team, extend this meeting by 10 minutes. And if the room is available, Alexa uh, 
it comes back and says, okay, the meeting is extended by 10 minutes. If it's not available, it will tell you what other room is available on that same floor. So this is an example of a product skill you can start using today uh, by going to the Alexa skill store. You can also build your own skills. I'm not sure how many of you already played around with the Alexa skills kit. It's pretty easy to get going uh, and build an own Alexa skill. Um, in Alexa for Business, we introduced a feature, what we call private skills. You can build your own custom skill using the Alexa skills kit, and rather than pushing it to the public Alexa skills store, you can distribute that skill only to your organization. So you can mark it private, and once it's marked private, you can submit it, publish it, and then distribute it to your AWS account where you run your Alexa for Business setup. Alexa for Business also provides some specific APIs that skill developers can use uh, to, to, to build some more richer experiences in their skills. For example, we have an API that we call Resolve Room, which basically provides you the context or gives you the context from which conference room the request was being made. And that's being used by team as well, uh, but you can also start using it today. So let's, let's talk through an example. For example, I want to build an Alexa skill to report issues, broken equipment in my room. And that skill will just create a JIRA ticket in, in, in my JIRA uh, ticketing system. So when I ask Alexa, um, report an issue with the TV, the, the request goes to your Lambda function. From your Lambda function, you can call into the Alexa for Business APIs, get back, hey, this request was made from conference room 102, and then you can use that information to put it right away in your JIRA ticket, uh, and then somebody from your IT help desk knows where, where they have to go. Um, and this is really a natural way of how people can, uh, um, or an example how people can build skills that are useful for their business. And for example, at Amazon, we have probably in every meeting room, we have three of these signs where we say, to report issues, or you need AV support, write an email here. Um, nobody's using that. So building these skills and making the friction less for your users is really interesting. Um, Another thing you can start building today, and that, that are all the, the, the APIs that Polycom and the other partners have implemented, is what we call the, um, the Alexa for Business device APIs. So we have extended the existing Alexa skills kit and specifically the smart home APIs with more directives. So you as a customer or as an uh, um, video conferencing manufacturing can build a skill that interact with uh, with the, the APIs of your of your conferencing uh, API. So that's the private skills. Let's talk more how you can set it up and how you can get going with Alexa for Business in your conference rooms. So there are five basic steps to set this up. The first step is okay. I bought a few Echo devices. Now I need to get them on the network and, and I need to get them in my Alexa for Business setup. Alexa for Business provides a tool that we call the device setup tool. 
the device setup tool can provision Alexa devices in bulk and register them with your Alexa for Business setup. Um, probably most of you have an Alexa device at home. And when you first set it up, uh, uh, or when you first plug it in, the device basically becomes a Wi-Fi access point. And you go to your Alexa companion app, connect to the device, and do some Wi-Fi dance, and then it's on your network. The device setup tool that we've built does all these steps for you. So you basically plug in all your devices, and that tool automatically detects your devices. You can select them, provision them to your network, and they get automatically registered with your Alexa for Business setup. So this photo was actually taken last week when we were setting up a thousand devices for the participants uh, of, the, uh, of the executive uh, summit. The next step is that you need to define your meeting rooms or the locations in your building, whether you put an Alexa in your conference room, your employee kitchen, your lobby, or uh, wherever. Um, you start by defining your rooms in Alexa for Business Console. To make it easier to apply settings for your rooms, we introduced the concept what we call room, room profiles. And the room profile contains the settings for your Alexa device, like your wake word, the time zone, uh, the address location, but also more specific security settings, like uh, disabling the setup mode button. Uh, um, if you do uh, press the, the, the action button on the Echo device for, for five or 10 seconds, it, it goes back in setup mode and people can register to their account. Uh, you can block that functionality by, by disabling that feature in the room profile. Um, so what, what customers typically do, they create a room profile for a specific building or a specific uh, location um, uh, of, of their office. So once you've created your rooms, you can assign a device to a room and it's basically ready to, um, um, to being used. If you want to use Alexa to dial into meetings, et cetera, uh, you have to set up your conferencing provider. And with conferencing provider, I mean we're using Amazon I couldn't Amazon find Chime. that device or contact name. Um, whether you use Amazon Chime, Skype for Business, WebEx, et, et cetera. Um, and these settings are basically used to um, to change the vo have what we call the VUI, had a voice user interface. So um, uh, when there's no scheduled uh, meeting on my calendar, Alexa will come back to me with the question, what's your Amazon Chime meeting ID? So the settings for my conferencing provider basically dynamically change the VUI of Alexa and, and asking you for the right information. To join an Amazon Chime meeting, I only need a meeting ID, and I don't need a meeting pin. So she will only ask me for the meeting ID and then starts the call. If I dial into a, uh, into a Skype for Business meeting, I might have a meeting ID and a pin, and she will prompt me for both and then start the call. The conferencing provider settings also contain had the specific dial-in settings, like the, the PSTN info, uh, if you make the call through the Echo device itself, your SIP has free to free settings if you uh, control one of the uh, third party skills. So that's the, the other step you need to do. Um, 
If you want to control existing equipment or you've built your own Alexa skills that you want to enable in your conference rooms, um, you can select those from the, from the Alexa skill store, link an account, and then uh, to deploy the skills, we introduced a, a concept what we call skill groups. And each uh, uh, room that you defined earlier in Alexa for Business can have one or multiple skill groups. So you enable the skill, you put it in a skill group, you assign the skill group to a room, and now the skill becomes active on all your devices in your conference rooms. The last step you need to do is um, configure the, the conference skill specifically for that, for that room. And for example, with the Polycom skill, they provide you with a an, with an specific uh, uh, unique key that you put in uh, in the configuration of the room. And after you put in that, that configuration value, Alexa can basically automatically discover the, the Polycom endpoint that is, uh, is available in that, in, in that room. So when we use the, the voice, have voice command, Alexa, start my meeting, Alexa, hang up, it knows where to send the request to. Let's, ha let's have a look at the demo and at the console, how you can do these steps. Uh, which one is it? Nope. So this is the Alexa for Business console. As you see, I already defined a whole bunch of rooms uh, in, in my account. I also configured already uh, the devices that you see um, over here. So under shared devices, and with shared devices we mean devices that you put in, 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 in locations like conference rooms or your lobby, etc. So these devices are um, not tied to a specific user identity. That's why we call them shared devices. Everybody that has physical access to that device can, can start using it. Let's go back to rooms. So to create a room, hey, you give it a name. Um, if I have a calendar set up, I can uh, associate an email address. Then I select my room profile. Uh, let's have a look at, uh, at my uh, room profile that I just selected. Hey, so I have my wakeboard, my address, temperature units, max volume, and, and the device setup mode. Um, so the next step is I, I have to select uh, one of my devices. I don't have any devices uh, that are not yet assigned to a room in, in this account. Um, and then in the last step, I can um, select the skill groups that I want to uh, enable for, for this room. So I have a, a skill group with my conference room skills. Uh, I also have a, a skill group with my uh, lobby skills. So I can basically select the skills that I want to enable in that specific room. Um, some of you uh, might be familiar with the feature that, that you have at home where you can enable Alexa skills using voice. I can basically uh, say, Alexa, enable Jeopardy. And Alexa will automatically enable the skill and you can start using it. For these shared devices that you uh, provision in Alexa for Business, you, that feature is disabled. So you, as the IT administrator or 
the admin who manages the Alexa for Business setup, you need to explicitly enable the skills that you want to make available uh, in your conference rooms. So now my room is created, I can assign a device to it, and then device is ready to go. Let's have a look at the uh, conference provider that we just talked about. So when I go to conferencing, uh, you have to add a provider if you want to use that feature. So we have built-in templates for most, the most popular providers. Um, I already configured my Amazon Chime, so have, let, let's have a look at this one. So as I mentioned earlier, um, to join an Amazon Chime meeting, I only need to have a meeting ID. So there you see the settings uh, where I can select um, if, I need to, uh, if I only need a meeting ID or also need a meeting pin, and Alexa will ask me for it. You see the PSTN dial-in settings and uh, the SIP and H323 settings uh, that are being used if I dial in through the Polycom unit or through a Cisco unit. If I want to enable one of the conferencing uh, uh, equipment skills, uh, like con uh, so I want to control the Polycom unit, I need to enable the skill that is available here, link my account, and then uh, put it in the skill group. So here, when I go to skills, you see all the skills that I have enabled for my organization. Um, and from here, I can put them, um, I can put them in a skill group, hello, my conference room skills, add them, and now the skill becomes available to all my rooms that are associated with that specific group. If you're building pri private skills, as I mentioned earlier, as soon as you publish them or distribute them to your AWS account, those will show up here under the private skill section, and from here you can enable them and use the same mechanism with skill groups to distribute them uh, and enable them for the, for the devices you've deployed throughout your organization. So we just created a room, room as a device. Um, when I go to the room profile, so this is the MGM profile, you also see that I enabled outbound calling for this device. This feature, this setting, allows me to make phone calls through the Echo device and also dial in to conference calls. So I can say, Alexa, call 206-257-8445. Or I can say, Alexa, start my meeting. And let's give it a try. Alexa, start my meeting. What is your Amazon Prime meeting ID? Let's Do it one more time. Alexa, stop. Alexa, start my meeting. What is your Amazon Prime meeting ID? Four four six two three five two five five zero. And now the device is into, in, in the chime call. Um, um, that I provided. <coughs> Alexa, hang up. So you see, 
I, I just spoke out the chime ID and it started the call. Uh, when I now um, associate, go back to my room and um, should go to the right room. And now associate an email address from my Office 365 test account. And I will show you that configuration in a minute. Let's see if the email address is correct. Yes. So when I now associate an email address with, with my conference room and say, Alexa, start my meeting. Do you want to join the meeting, Alexa, for business demo? Yes. Meeting powered by Amazon Chime. And we're in again. Alexa, hang up. So I associated room calendar, an email address of my room calendar uh, with this specific conference room. When you go to the calendar settings, there you see that I set up an Office 365 integration and that enabled this, this capability. Let's go back to the presentation. So that concludes the demo. Let's have a look at the customers that are using it today. Um, so Mitsui, BMC are two customers that are using the Polycom integration uh, in, in, in their conference room. So Mitsui in Japanese multinational is using it in their New York office. Uh, another customer uh, who's been doing a lot with Alexa is JPL. So at their campus uh, in LA, they've deployed Echo devices um, uh, throughout our whole campus, uh, including conference rooms. And there they use Alexa to control their equipment. They're also using Alexa um, uh, sure. for, sure. uh, for private skills. So J JPL built a whole bunch of private skills. And one of the, uh, the skills that they have enabled in their conference rooms is an acronym, uh, dictionary skill. Uh, they have many thousands of acronyms at JPL. Most people don't only know a very small percentage of these acronyms. So they built an, uh, an, an acronym dictionary skill and enabled it uh, for all the devices that they have in, in their conference rooms. And other customers who's using, this, uh, using Alexa for Business today, Brooks Brothers, one of our Amazon Chime reference customers, uh, they're using Alexa in their conference rooms and uh, using the integration that I uh, just showed. So they are basically using the Echo device uh, as a speakerphone in some of their, their smaller conference rooms. They're also using it um, in some bigger rooms where they have the Cisco equipment to control that, the, the Cisco equipment. If you're interested and want to get started today, here you find some references. Alexa for Business has now available general availability. When you go to the uh, uh, AWS console, uh, you can get started today, get your devices provisioned, um, and start using Alexa to make your conference rooms easier to use. That completes my presentation. Let's see what time is it. We still have probably have some time left for. Let's do a few questions. 
are there people? Um, so the question is, do we have the ability to create your own wake words? No. So today, you can only select the four wake words uh, that are available. So Alexa, computer, Amazon, and Echo. And that's for a reason. There's a lot of speech science uh, behind building the right wake word. Um, so that's, that's why you don't want to create your own wake word because it should be super reliable. And it's also had the wake word algorithm runs on the, on, on the device itself. That's not in the cloud, it runs on the device itself. So had the, these algorithms are, are very fine-tuned to really reliable detect the, 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 the Alexa wake word or one of the others. So, no. Yeah, you, sir. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me replay your question, see if I understand it correctly, and so people on the live stream can also hear it or on the, on the video. Um, so I think your first question was, can, from the skill, can you access the calendar information? And I think you're referring to the calendar integration that we have available in Alexa for Business. No, today, the calendar integration is, is purely used for the conferencing use cases that, that we have available, and we don't have an, an, an API that allows you to, to pull, it, pull in your, your, your calendar information. However, and what some customers already did when they were building private skills, is by using that API that you can look up the, the room name, you get the room name back, you can use that room name to know what the calendar is for that specific room, and then use the Office 365 or Google APIs to go to the calendar and, and, and read the information from there. So you, you can still build these use cases by using that, that API we provide with Alexa for Business. I think you had also a question. Okay, awesome. Um, what, what do you mean with that? Um, without the conference, can you? Uh, yeah. You already have like a, a feature that you can call uh, uh, another Alexa device. Yep. But uh, uh, can you do that in, in one room uh, with Alexa to call another room? I, I see what you mean. So can you use Alexa to call directly another, echo, uh, an, uh, other Alexa device in, in another room. Um, so um, today that, that, that's not available for these shared devices. So the, the shared devices uh, right now don't have a shared address book that they know uh, of each other. Um, so the, the current way how you do conferencing through the Echo device, you, do you dial into the central conferencing number 
or you dial out directly to a to phone number and you don't directly call another echo device. So it's basically both echo devices dial in to a, to a meeting and then So the, the, the time zone um, is, is, is used when I ask the time. Has, so you, you provide b b basically both. Had the ad address is, is specifically used for looking up information for that address or for your, uh, for your temperature. If you ask for the time, it's not using the address, uh, the address setting, it's using specifically your, your time zone setting. Uh, so the question is, is there CloudFormation support? No, today there's no CloudFormation support. However, most of the actions that I uh, showed you are also available in the AWS SDK. Um, so you can do, uh, for example, if you have thousands of rooms, you probably don't want to do that through the, through the AWS console, then you can use the AWS SDK to create your rooms, your room profiles, assign devices, create skill groups, et cetera. So most of the actions that you show that I showed you are available in the in the SDK. Sorry, can you the So uh, today, the, the integrations that we have available for the calendar are, are fully integrated with Office 365, Microsoft Exchange, and Google G Suite. So these integrations are, are, are fully available, and, and you can use that today uh, when you set up your, your Alexa for Business account. Does that answer your question? Let's do a one more question. And then if you have more questions, we are still around. Yep. So the question is, Amazon released a lot of new devices uh, uh, recently. Are these supported uh, in Alexa for Business? Uh, and before I answer your question, um, I'm going to switch back to my laptop and I want to show you one more thing. Um, so in this session, we talked a lot about shared devices. So devices deployed in shared spaces like conference rooms. There's another other model in Alexa for Business is, uh, that we call enrolled users. So if you have an Alexa account at home for your devices, you can, you can enroll your personal Alexa account with the Alexa for Business setup of the organization. And once you enroll your Alexa for Business, uh, your, your Alexa account with Alexa for Business, you get access to additional capabilities. So once that, that enrollment is done, you can join meetings from the devices that are associated with your Alexa for Business account. So basically I can ask the device in my office, Alexa start my meeting, and will also prompt me for my Amazon Chime ID, and when I sp uh, speak it out, it will dial into the call. So that's not only for conference rooms, it's also for your personal devices that you have at home or in the office. For 
and now getting to your, uh, to, uh, uh, to your question, for enrolled users, you can use any type of Alexa device, whether it's the Echo Show, the Echo Spot, a third party Alexa device, um, or the, 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 the head, what we call the headless devices, the Echo, the Echo Plus, or the Echo Dot. So there, for enrolled users, the full range of uh, Alexa devices is supported. If you put a device in a conference room or another uh, uh, location, and basically it's a shared device, then we only support the devices that, that we have here. So the Echo Plus, the Echo, and the Echo, uh, Echo Dot. Okay, one more. Yep. Um, so it can't, uh, it can't be used for as a sh right now as a shared device in, 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 uh, um, um, in, in your uh, conference rooms or your, 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 your shared locations. Uh, if people um, want to use that app for accessing specific Alexa for Business features, yes, that totally works. So if you are building, your organization builds a private skill, um, let's take an example. You built a company, uh, uh, company flash briefing skill that tells you uh, the, the company uh, news. You can enable that skill for the users that are enrolled, that enrolled their Alexa account with the Alexa for Business setup that, that you've configured, and if they're using AVS in your, uh, in your app, they can also access that private skill. So the question is, do you have the same challenges that you need to know what the skill is called um, uh, for private skills? Yes, everything, uh, uh, the difference between private and public skills is only that public skills are in the Alexa skill store, private skills are only available to your organization. The technology and how you interact with the, the skills is, 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 is completely the same. So you still have to use the, an, an invocation name. If you're building a custom skill, you still have to use the, the, the skill invocation name to, to, to open the skill. Um, there's no way to bulk upload room profiles or rooms, but um, as I mentioned earlier, we are part of the Alexa, uh, or the, sorry, the AWS SDK and API. And, and the CLI, so you can pretty easily build a simple script, Python script, or whatever you, you want to use to basically uh, mass provision your conference rooms and room profiles, et cetera. Uh, yes, so if you, if, if you call into the API, we, we have part of the same AWS SDK. So the, the API, we, we call it Resolve Room. That provides you the, the, sorry, that provides you the room ID and the room name and probably the room description. 
It doesn't provide you right now things like the room profile. Yes, yeah, yes. All right, let's end the session with this. If you still have questions for me or for Greg, we are around. Um, hope this was interesting. Thanks for your, uh, thanks for your time and uh, have a great last day at reInvent. Thank you so much.